You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from British Columbia, the Sunshine Coast, Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Oklahoma Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome, Jill. Can you hear me this week? I can hear you. Yay! (laughs) I can hear you too. I have no idea what happened last week, but... And then just a few minutes ago, everybody that was listening to the radio station went, what the heck just happened there? Oh, well, because... We were chatting, and of course, I was <laughs> not paying attention to the time. Time flies when you're having fun. It does. It does. So, um, on today's episode, which is episode 111, um, Jill is going to take us on another very interesting look at where the eclipse might be just reverberating throughout the world. Uh, Because we had one last night, and for those who astronomically track it, it actually was, the totality was over Antarctic, so the penguins saw it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if there's many people... No, we, no, no, most of us were like, you know, thank you all, just stay in bed. Um, Okay, so, and this is the last in uh, the series of Sagittarius-Gemini axis, because eclipses fall across to, uh, like, a pair of signs. And so this cycle started back in June of 2020. Uh, Then there was a, and they usually come in pairs, so the next one did see the pair, which was November and December of 2020. Then the next pair was this past uh, summer, May and June. And then, of course, yesterday, last, late last night, uh, was the final one. Yeah. And so eclipses typically herald their, the actual day isn't necessarily you're going to see anything, but it does herald a six-month period of time where the eclipse points get triggered again um, of major changes. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 it's kind of like like so many aspects, you know, like the big conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The point at which they happen is kind of like the universe goes, that note has been really struck and it's going to reverberate. So I yes. think that's kind of, you know, everything's frequency. So it sets up a frequency. And I think that's really what we're looking at here. So. Yeah, it's good to watch, and especially as Mars is following the sun at the moment. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. So where this eclipse point is, Mars is just approaching. Ah, I just saw the flutter flutter of a crow who is staring in at the window at me. Anyway. Um, And actually, Mars is approaching the eclipse point of the lunar eclipse that we just had. Right. Because it's... Mars has not yet hit that. Yeah, and also, and it, and also approaching it is the the south node because the nodes move backwards. Yes, they go so in both reverse. Of those yeah. those energies are going to reactivate. You know, so those are kind of times to watch in a way because especially yeah. with Mars, because Mars yeah. is about action. Yes, it's so it's the what's going to happen. Around, yeah. The energy and that twang, twangs the note. Yeah. You might see some stuff start happening. You yeah. Know, yeah. Set things in motion, get things going. So, yeah, yeah. so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. 
Okay, yeah. so the first chart she wants us to look at, and for those who um, uh, have access to a computer and you want to follow along, oops, that's the wrong one. There, does that, do you see that? Okay, uh, so if you want to follow along with the charts that we're looking at, um, they are up on uh, my website, cardinalastrology.ca, under radio show podcasts. And of course, you just go down to the top one because that's the, the podcast for today. Um, and you can scroll down and find these charts and follow along. Otherwise, for, of course, those that are going to listen to this later or watch it on YouTube, obviously the charts will be there. Anywho, so we're going to look at the U.S. first. And um, I've done a dual wheel thing uh, this week just to show uh, the difference between whole sign house and how things fall in them and uh, the... Um, Placidus house system which is the one that Jill uses and so it's yeah. in the top right hand corner yeah so take yes, her away uh, I think if you do you have the composite oh yes the, uh, okay so you want to look yeah. at that yes I that thought, is the next that, one that there we go there we it's go it's particularly interesting because if you notice at the ascendant yes the U.S. ascendant the eclipse is 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 oh you've got a different time. I here. know, but the if they click on this That's and I, I did, I know. Yeah. Just 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 give me a second. There, there's yours. Yeah, yeah. you'll see that it's one minute. Yes, exactly. Away from the ascendant. I know, and you know when I was putting these together. I had no, because I looked at your data that you used, I looked at the data that I used, and I go, why the hell is it different? I have, I couldn't figure that out. Anyway, I knew I that if... Before when you do them, but I don't know why, but anyway. Yeah, anyway, so yes, it is within a minute, yeah, which yeah. is amazing. So this, yeah, I mean, this is what I, why I wanted to look at, the, I mean... Oh, um, yeah. But if you look at, you've got this country with a Sag rising, and not only is it near the ascendant it's about like one minute is about as close as you can get yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, on that ascendant now that to me tells me like this is significant and particularly after looking at the the uh, the lunar one yes. which hit the u.s in a big way so it's kind of like and to me because pluto is rapidly approaching that yes. return the Pluto return. It's kind yep. of like That's... saying, yes, it's a new beginning. Pluto's about endings and beginnings. <laughs> and, you know, this is signaling that, yes, the, you know, there's a transition going on here. There's something happening for sure with this, with this country. Um, so with, yeah. with it being a Sag rising, in mundane astrology, the, the rising sign represents the people, and so, I mean, one of the things that we could very easily say about uh, the American people uh, in general, this is obviously not specific to any one group yeah, or not. Yeah, like the personality of the country. Yeah, and it's the way the people express it. And so, you know, the American dream, for instance, um, you know, uh, anyone can be president. And what's interesting about that kind of statement that is quite synonymous with the U.S. is that that actually sounds like Sag in terms of it being about the philosophy of one's life or the worldview of one's life. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the country is all, I mean, it's all about, you know, freedom, liberty for all. And, yeah. and land of the home, land of the free, home of the brave, and, <laughs> and land of opportunity. All of these are very Sagittarian words. Yes, exactly. You know? So, yes, I think it's, you know, really highlighting that. Yeah. And so what, with an eclipse there. The ideals of it, of the yeah. country. So um, the eclipse is suggesting that that's going to change. Well, or that, you know, people want the renewal of that. Okay, yeah, that's enough, or the, yeah. Or the, you know, to see that promise fulfilled instead of just the words, because right that's now it's true. not, not yeah. looking like that. Um, so I think that's part of it. The, the other thing we've got here, of course, in, in terms of the people, because the moon actually represents yeah. the people, it's in their third house in Aquarius. Yes. And you'll see Jupiter down there is... Yes. Just on top of that, so and and Mars is approaching the square, right? Mm-hmm. So and that's the degree that was being squared by the lunar eclipse. The one uh, in November that she's talking in November about. November last yeah. just it just happened. Yeah, because uh, twenty seven degrees Scorpio Taurus. Where's that moon exactly? Yeah. So it's like when Mars you know, hits that 27 degrees, it's not just twanging that, it's actually, you know, squaring their moon. <laughs> Again, yes. you know, Mars is about action. You know? Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens with that, but it may it may really spark some stuff going on there. Yeah. And yeah. so <laughs> with a third house, that also speaks to um, the um, third house is typically about... Um, you know the the uh, way commerce moves in a country so the trains planes automobiles that type of thing but i would also hazard a guess that it's also going to have um you know sort of the not necessarily politics because what we're seeing in the states is nothing is really falling down particular party lines uh, and they're of course very black and white in terms of just their politics but there are other really strong groups that are rising up that aren't necessarily cutting uh, or they are cutting across political lines so that to me speaks of third house yeah yeah, and, and, you know, it is, in, in a sense, the mindset of the people. Yeah. Because third house is how, you know, our everyday yeah. thing and, and communica communications. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a great deal of censorship. Jupiter there suggests people don't want it, <laughs> don't want Yeah, and yeah. Nor does Jupiter want censorship particularly, especially with Mercury and, and or sorry, Sagittarius. Yeah. That's like we want plain speaking. We want truth. We want... <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. and so people are, uh, so in the next six months, we might anticipate that the messaging from the, the various groups that are, are coming forward out of the people, not from the top down, but from the populist point of view, uh, possibly with that Jupiter there, that the message gets, um, yeah, it gets clearer and more to the point and louder. Jupiter always makes things bigger. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, the other thing is Mercury is approaching the square to the, to not only the transiting Neptune, but their own Neptune. Because where Neptune is at this eclipse is just two degrees off their natal Neptune, the opposition. Yes. And, yeah. So, again, there's this like, do we want 
truth or do we want mm, to wonder what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> or um, and to me that that Neptune piece is um you know, especially with it being in Pisces right now. I mean, uh, separating out, um, it's just really not clear the messaging that anybody has on whatever side of the um, challenges that are facing humanity at this time. It's, uh, you know, unfortunately, Neptune is not about clarity it's about tuning in and lots of people of course don't have that mindset which is a shame yeah 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 and that'll be interesting when Jupiter approaches the conjunction with with Neptune yeah yeah Yeah. the other thing with Mercury it's it's basically kind of on midpoint of that uh, Uranus Mars on the other side right yeah um, you know, again, that's a very kind of could be volatile combination, particularly mm. if people aren't happy and don't feel they are getting the truth. Exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. And, and the other thing, natally in their chart with Mars is squaring their natal Neptune. So, you know, you, you often hear the term fog of war. Yes, and, yeah. And I think we often get that with, you know, we have to go to war with this country or that country and they sell a story, but. Yes, you know. exactly. And in, in the States, that's, that particular storyline, I suspect that that is part of the Pluto return, is that they're going to, uh, whether voluntarily or not, take a step back from this role that they took on since the Second World War of being, you know, the police, police of the world. Um, yeah, I suspect that that might just be part of that Pluto return. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, we have Saturn is conjunct the south node, the yep. US south node in the second house. We have that very strong second house emphasis, which is, of course, about the money. Yep. Uh, you know, corporate interests and money, because that's what runs everything, right? Yeah. Uh, but Venus and, and Pluto are actually closer to the opposition with their natal Mercury in the eighth. Yes. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Again, you know, stop, you know, with the hiding and the secrets of that Pluto opposite. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I think we all can remember back like 20, 30 years ago when it became obvious um, the corporate interests from the U.S. anyway that were out roaring around, um, you know, uh, sort of, well, some would literally say corrupting um, little governments with, you know, great infusions of cash so that they could go in and scoop up all the resources. Uh, yeah, so that that Pluto opposite Mercury around the axis of their resources and how they work with money. Yeah, um, obviously, with the Venus Pluto, those kinds of relationships, the dirt that actually got created or the junk that got created by doing that is likely to start, you know, surfacing. Uh, we talked a little bit about that last week, how with Venus Pluto, you know, what what relationship caca <laughs> needs to come uh, forward. <laughs> yeah, I think the fact that Venus is hanging out with Pluto, especially as it's going coming so close to this Pluto return, it's, it's really about the, the country itself looking at its values. Yes, yes. And reevaluating. Yeah. 
possibly reevaluating currencies as well, but not just that, but values in, in yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a that's a very important piece of this. Yeah, exactly. And and with it, the eclipse being in the first house, this isn't just about the government. No, no, this is about individual people actually having to think about all these things. Well, um, particularly yeah. with with the ruler of the ascendant, which is Jupiter on the moon. <laughs> on the moon, you know. Yeah. Um, and the other thing with Mars and still in Scorpio in the 12th has just gone into their 12th house yeah. uh let's not you know scorpio likes to dig deep and hope 12 oh yes oh yeah hidden, hidden stuff too so mars is actually trining their natal mercury there so at this eclipse oh yes yes i see that oh yeah so again it's it's emphasizing that mercury conjunct set the the eclipse itself like Let's get some truth happening here. You know, yeah, what's really yeah. Going stuff on? coming we out. Want, we want answers. Yeah. We want to know what's going on here. Yeah. So there's it, a lot going on with this, this mm-hmm. eclipse for that country. You know, and yeah. of course, Uranus is, you know, Saturn and Uranus are approaching their their last square in December. Yes. Oh. They're close enough right now, but they, they're hitting that south node. Again, yeah. it's something ending, right? Yeah. Not only the Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, all great civilizations come into, you know, their birth, they come into fruition, and then they collapse and pass away. I mean, that's just the natural order of things on this planet. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we've also got, coincidentally, and are there coincidences, <laughs> the, the, the ascendant at this eclipse is on their Saturn. Yes. Yeah, basically. So again, highlighting that it's that yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. <laughs> Shall we move on to China? Just one last thing, Eris. Okay. Oh yes, Eris. Eris. Yeah, 20, yeah. 20, nearly twenty-four degrees, still squaring that Pluto, but Venus is closely squaring it. Yes, and it's all hitting that you know squaring off against Mercury too. Yes. So, yeah. You know, again, it's like. Not only, you know, Eris is, is about everybody having a seat at the table. Yes. Yeah. That is what that, she wanted. Yeah. That, again, feeding into this, what we've been talking about, really. Yes. Yeah. The message seems to be, because that's sextiling, you know, that Jupiter moon. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Oh, really? So I they're think, rewriting their story. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, because yeah. that, that's in the fourth house. In, uh, in the fourth house, the roots of the country, the yeah. you know, home of the brave. Yeah. The brave. You yeah. know, this is the land on which they live. This is yeah. know, their roots and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And Mars rules it. It's the yeah. one that's activating, right? So now's the time, people. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to, you know, settle down quietly. <laughs> Yes, no, no, no. The times that we are in are not quiet time, times. You know, again, you know, the universe doesn't make mistakes. You know, we may think we got control of what's going on, but <laughs> I think we all know if you're dealing with a Pluto transit particularly. <laughs> yes, yes. Though for those of us that have had an up close and personal uh, with Pluto, yeah, it is a process and you might as well go with it. <laughs> And to some extent with Uranus and Neptune as well, particularly Pluto, it's there's that let go, let go and let God kind of thing. It's like, yep. yeah, okay, 
I, I get it. I'm not in control. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to stop the share for a second so that I can go and pull up the correct uh, chart. So the next one you want to look at is China. Yeah, well, these yeah. are these seem to be the two great uh, the great powers. yeah great powers exactly. Um, and and although you know, perish the thought that Americans will realize that they're not they're no longer the the one and well, only. You know. Yeah. Again, you know, that might not sit well with their Mars. <laughs> yeah, well, probably doesn't, but yeah. Okay, so here we have China. And for those that are listening, <clears throat> we're going with October the 1st, 1949 at 3.15 p.m. in Peking, China, which is, of course, now Beijing. Uh, that is the chart that we're using. And the eclipse is falling where? Yeah. Yeah, so again, we've got the ascendant highlighted and the people. Yes. We yeah. have the, the midheaven of this, at this eclipse time is right on their moon. Right. And Saturn is in the first house, not far off their ascendant still. Yes. So there's very much an emphasis on, on the country itself, um, its attitude towards, you know, the world kind of thing. And Yeah. Yeah, the eclipse is actually up in their 10th house. Yeah. Sorry. Their eclipse is in the 10th house. Yeah. Natally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is yes. your position in the world. Yeah. Right. Right. And at the, at the lunar eclipse, the, the eclipse was right on that midheaven. Yeah. Yes, exact. Uh, 27 uh, degrees uh, of Scorpio. Yeah. So again, you know, as you were saying, these are, these are series. These, these, these yeah. eclipses don't happen in isolation. So no, they to, don't. To realize... Um, and, and as we were saying, you know, that they get triggered by what comes next and Mars is going to come through there. And so is, is you know, they're both kind of bookending the, the country's midheaven right now. So the yeah. south node's going to back up to it and Mars is going to come forward over it. And, at this and point, so we, these guys might be the one who more obviously kick off the action because it is their midheaven. You know, that yeah. Mars isn't coming out of the 12th house. It's actually, for them, it's going to, before it even changes signs, it's going to hit that Scorpio MC. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that, that, that um, eclipse is trining their Mars-Pluto in seventh. Oh, yes. Yes. And they oh. have Mars-Pluto conjunction, which is... It, it's it, in their seventh, though. That's interesting. So well, they do see the outside world as not their friend. No, they want to keep the world out. They want to keep everything in. They want to keep the secrets in, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. They don't want anybody to know their business. No, they um, don't. They don't. And, and so this eclipse is kind of entrining it, I think. Again, you know, what's going? is that going to free up some information there? Is that going to... Or other, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, it's. I'm not saying I know what's going to happen. I'm just looking at what, you know, this. Yeah. And then look at their, okay, so there's sun in this chart uh, in Libra. And then right following that is a Mercury-Neptune conjunction. Boy, oh boy, are we into maintaining a message. 
Holy Absolutely. And, and not only that, but there's no notice in that eighth house as yeah. well. Again, we've got an emphasis on the, the, the seventh, eighth house. Yes. Yeah. Second, second and eighth house. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, we've got the north node in the second, and then we've got that little stellium in the eighth. So yeah. again, it, yeah, power and control over money and resources, and especially the message, Mercury, Neptune. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and yeah. and not exactly given a lot of truth with that Neptune conjunct. They can no, the veil is yeah. They yeah. can play fast and loose with the truth, but again, this this uh, eclipse is sextiling that. Yeah, yeah, it is. So Mercury, where it is, is sextiling that, saying, mm, "But Sag wants more truth out of this." Yeah. You know, it's what's also interesting that I'm struck by in this chart rather than the U.S. chart is, I mean, it is being triggered, but not to the depth that the American chart is. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Whereas the American chart, we're looking at like uh, like a complete rebirth is is in the works. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And but you know, China's going to be. Oh a, yeah. It's even more resistant to that. It's. Um, yes. Well, but I you know I it already sees itself in ascendancy, and I would give that they already are in ascendancy over the U.S. Just due to the numbers. <laughs> All you have to do is go right. There's like almost two billion people in China, and yeah, there isn't even anywhere near that amount in the U.S. <laughs> So, but the, yeah, the, the Saturn and Uranus are both aspecting that Mars in the seventh. Yes, yeah, and and are going to even more so as they move direct. Yes, yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, China is posturing. It's posturing about Taiwan. Um, China. Yeah. Oh. Yep. May yep. you may yep. the curse of living in interesting times. And and the other thing about their chart, we have Venus and Pluto are right on there, Jupiter in the 12th. Yes. So <clears throat> trying to, again, kind of clamp down on any freedom, I think. Yeah, that <clears throat> it's interesting putting your people in the 12th house in this chart. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's it's like the state takes and and if you think about the way they they present themselves, um, it isn't about you know it's so different than the U.S. The U.S. is about individual freedom and this that and the other thing, whereas in yeah. China it's about China. Well, yeah, yeah I mean they may be playing the the, the uh, capitalist the so-called democracy kind of game, but it, it you know it's it's it was a com- it's a communist country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's that's the collective is more important than the individual. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, in not so much necessarily in mundane, although I think it does also in mundane. I think the twelfth yeah. house is about prisons and confinement, and oh dear, putting your people in prison. Oh dear, oh dear, this is uh-huh. not this is not a nice chart for the people of the country. No, it isn't. Uh-huh. It isn't, and so yeah. hopefully, you know. As Pluto comes into Aquarius, hopefully that will change for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, 
And of course, yeah, we have the ascendant descendant of the eclipse is aligned with that MCIC axis. Yeah, yeah. In midheaven. So it's, um, again, highlighting the ascendant, the, the axes of the natal chart for yeah. China. And, uh, and that yeah. does that does give whenever your angles become prominent, that does indicate a time frame in you know whether it's a person or a country where things are changing. Yeah. Yes. The angles absolutely. are the pivots. Yeah. And and Chiron is on the opposition to the sun in Libra. Yes. Yeah. On top um, of their Eris. So yeah. On Eris. Yes. Yeah. So you know it's it, it there's you know I don't. I don't give up on anything. I think the universe has things in 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 hand, and things will happen. But um, yeah, yeah I'm and and also the uh, the eclipse is actually squaring their Saturn in the seventh. Yes, it is. Yep. So, yeah. so they've got Saturn on the ascendant, transiting their ascendant, and they've got Saturn in the seventh. So yeah, natally. So, yeah, natally. You know, it's yep. up both ends of that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. So again, I think the potential for, you know, more truth coming out mm -hmm. in spite of the attempts to clamp down on everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see. We will see. We will see. Okay. Times. <laughs> yeah. And so the next chart that she has ready for us, let me just, uh, is per is a person. And yeah, I, I yeah. people might get bored with talking about countries and I think that's fine, I, you know, I'm good with that. But I thought this was a particularly interesting one to look at. It given is, it, given the times, yes. Kind of in the news at the moment. It is, okay, so let me just get it up. So we, I'll let you describe her natal chart for folks and who she is. There we go. And okay. you can say her name because yeah. you're good at it. <laughs> we are we are looking at the, the chart for Ghislaine Maxwell, who's on trial at the moment. And she, she was, was connected to who? She was uh, the partner in crime of Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein, yeah. however you want to pronounce his name. Yes. Um, so yeah, you know this is this is heavy duty trafficking of young girls and yeah not good abuse stuff. of young girls and all kinds of awful awful stuff that nobody wants to actually know happens <laughs> yes but no but it is and and it has come to light yay yeah and, and yeah. i think that's important because it's not a it's not unusual in on the planet it does happen more than we want to think and yes so yeah yeah that it is cut you know this might bring that to people's attention more and make them realize there's been a problem for a long time yeah and it's not divorced from the you know money people's yeah corporate interests yeah. so anyways um i she was arrested last july july 2020 uh, I was saying to Maureen, it was just before the eclipse, <laughs> the yeah. lunar eclipse on the 5th. So that was interesting to me that we have another eclipse at this point. And, and, and it she, was also the middle of her um, her Saturn return. And this would be her second Saturn return. She that was second Saturn return. Yeah. She's actually a Christmas baby, which is like, huh? She's yeah. born on December 25th, 1961 at 320 
p.m. in Maison Lafitte, France. And we know that's accurate because Napoleon made them write down the birth times. Yes. And, um, and so, yes, she's just, she was in the middle of that Saturn return and it's, you know, it went on, you know, even after she was incarcerated. So, um, natally, her Saturn is in Capricorn. Yeah, late degrees, so Pluto is coming up to kiss it. Yes, exactly. Right after oh. the US gets its return, she gets her Pluto gets Pluto over Saturn. And and Pluto was conjunct um Saturn at the time of her return, as was Jupiter. So she right. was in the middle of that Jupiter Pluto. So yeah. again, you know, that was an interesting timing for her to be arrested. Yes. Especially with Jupiter in the mix, you know, let's get the news out and start looking at this bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Making so, headlines. Yes. Not the kind yeah, you want, so, but. And, and as we were talking, you know, eclipses are not disconnected. Things, you know, there are patterns and things yeah. that follow. So, so the eclipse is in her seventh, which can the be open. Is in her seventh. It's, it's two degrees off the, uh, the descendant. Yeah. So it's activating that ascendant descendant axis. Yeah. She may feel she has some open enemies at the moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she does, and probably it's rightly a so. Situation when you're on trial. So. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that trines her moon. Yeah, it does. It does. She has a moon in Leo, which I doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no. Um, and it's conjunct her North Node in the fourth house. Yeah. And really, that's being opposed by Saturn up at the uh, midheaven. I mean, natally, she's got Jupiter opposite yeah. Yeah. Moon. So it does kind of make her larger than life. And yes. she's been, you know, she's been the socialite and the, you yep. know, that big crowd of very elite yes. people, which would appeal yep. to the moon very much. Oh, yes, it dad, would. Her dad was famous as well. So oh, okay. He was, he was actually a spy. His name's Robert Maxwell. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't mysterious circumstances, but there we go. Oh, <laughs> did not know that. Yeah. 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 Um, but at this point in time, she's got Saturn right on her midheaven and yep. Jupiter at this yep. eclipse. Right? Reality so will come home to roost. We yep. yes, I you know Saturn. Saturn's about responsibility, accountability, yep. and hopefully that's and reality. Yep. And she is a Capricorn. Her sun is in the eighth house, conjunct Mercury. Yep. Um, and, you know, that could be dealing with other people's money as well. Yes. Yeah. And being in control of the structure. Yeah. Yeah. And also other aspects of, of the eighth house, such as sex, you know. Yes. Trading yeah. in sex for money is, you know, to make money is kind of a very toast. Yep. Yeah, it would thing. be. It would fall right there. Yep. Yeah. And her son is also only three degrees away from Mars in Capricorn at zero degrees Capricorn. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right on the cusp of that, that yep. eighth house. So they're basically a stellium <clears throat> yep. in that eighth house of Mars, Sun, Mercury. Yeah. And in whole sign, of course, we would put all of that Capricorn in the eighth house. So it would be co-present with four planets in Capricorn in the eighth. Yeah. 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 
So, you know, that, that to me is, uh, there's a lot to look at in this chart, I thought. Yeah. All, and you look where Uranus is. It's opposite her Neptune in six. Yep. Looking at what kind of uh, yeah. and it, work, work was she doing and what was she? <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting, too, with uh, the Placidus house system is um, it, uh, Scorpio, which is typically associated with um, the misuse of power, uh, or can be, uh, it's intercepted. And so, and with Neptune being there, it's like it wasn't difficult in her mind to not even, you know, think that what she was doing was not a good thing. You know, yeah. like that intercepted, it, it kind of takes it out of um, a part of your personality that is easily experienced right it's like it operates in the background well and 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 it may well be um because of the kind of family she came from like her dad's involvement in cia and that kind of thing yeah um, they had something called mk ultra which was about you know programming people's minds and you know children in those families sometimes had that happening to them so she may well have been conditioned yeah. to this kind of behavior herself Yes, yeah. And so, you know, again, that's, and her natal Jupiter up at the midheaven with Saturn on it right now uh, is squaring that. Yeah, that, Neptune. That, with Uranus opposing it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's not to excuse her, but. No, no, but it could, it will um, bring it out of the shadows, which an intercepted yeah, position and, and also, can be. And especially since that eclipse is squaring her Pluto in the fifth. Mm -hmm. Okay, again, Pluto can have to do with sex, fifth yep. house is children. Yep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it much, is. Yeah. That pretty much sums that up. You know, so this is what this trial is really about. Yeah, squaring um, Pluto. Yeah, exactly. Procuring those children for her partner, which is seventh house as well. Yeah. Right. So her involvement in that uh, was not minor because she was very, very much involved, not only in the pro procuring, but also apparently in the abuse. Yeah. So not nice stuff. Um, yeah. 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 And the other thing that's happening is that. Uh, nodal axis at zero degrees of Sag is squaring her Uranus. In the yes. Form. Oh, yes, yes. I see that. Yeah. She, you know, this may be a surprising outcome. Ha. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Time will tell. Time will it tell. Will indeed. It's yeah. Uh, it, yeah. A lot of interesting stuff going on. Chiron is squaring her natal Mercury Sun. Right. Yep. From the eleventh house, and uh, yeah, again, there's, yeah, it's there's just so much being kind of yeah. Well, and one would expect a chart to reflect that, given that she's on trial and it's very uh, public and out exactly. there in the world. Yeah, you would expect a chart to reflect that. So I said, Mars is just leaving the square to that nodal axis as well. Yeah, her nodal axis. So again. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, action happening. <laughs> yeah. So folks might be wondering, so this eclipse is going to fall in people's charts, just you and I. <laughs> we also get that that uh, uh, eclipse. And so we've got some time. I'm going to run through this eclipse 
uh, given your rising sign, okay, because that gives us the house, the, um, yeah, because houses come in pairs, as do signs, and so this eclipse cycle has been across the Gemini Sag uh, polarity, and that will fall in a specific house, given the, um, the sign that's rising, so... I will take us briefly through that trip. So if you're like me and you have Aries rising, this has been your third and ninth house. And what's interesting for me is just the whole community shifting that has happened in the last 18 months vis-a-vis me doing astrology, you coming on board and me creating this sort of big world zoom which still just boggles my mind given (laughs) when I was born I mean (laughs) I have a group that you know spans from Australia to Sao Paulo Brazil to the U.S. to BC and anyway so the eclipse have been falling along my um you know daily activity third house travel which of course I haven't done any um and uh higher education philosophy and the world at large Yeah, so if you have Taurus rising, this is crossing that second, eighth house. So this can be shifts in resources, self-esteem, or receiving money from inheritance inheritances or you know taking on a mortgage that kind of thing but the second eighth again this is not one of the angles so not necessarily all that active unless you've actually got planets there yeah and then it would be activated so Gemini, of course, is definitely experiencing uh, the, this eclipse series. Uh, this is uh, makeover and relationships slash could be open enemies as well. Um, but you can just really, uh, over the last 18 months, and you still got another six months to play with it, you can, you know, sort of reshape who you want to be out there in the world and reshape your relationships. Okay, with Cancer, it's the 12th, 6th. And so this is one of those harder ones, if you've got planets there. Okay, so confinement, ooh, (laughs) or retreat. I recommend spiritual retreat. Yeah, Um, yeah. yeah. and uh, health-wise. Spiritual searching. searching. Yeah, yes, that would be with it being um, Gemini. And then Sag for your health, it's like you might actually have to pay attention to your health, which... (laughs) Well, and, and not, and especially this time of year, monitor not quite going to excess. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 Jupiter is prone to uh, more is better. Yes. You know, yeah. More, and that can be problematic. You that know? can be. We're all with Sagittarius, but he likes to go big. Go yes. Big or go home. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so if you have Leo rising, this crosses your 11th, 5th, which in um, Hellenistic astrology, these are the happy places. And, uh, you know, so things will grow. Um, And so, you know, an audience or promotion, like people promoting you because they think your shtick is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, Or you could be just getting pregnant again, (laughs) because it's fifth house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So typically, 11th, 5th isn't necessarily going to be difficult. Uh, Maybe if you had Pluto there or something, then it might be a little different. Well, the other thing with with Sag in in the 5th house, again, 5th house is also pleasure. Yes, 
Oh, oh, you mean you can have too much of that? Now, come on. Really? You can indeed have too much of a, well, what you think is, is a good thing until afterwards. <laughs> you know, till you, you know. Yeah. You're same fine. with sticks. You know, if you've put on a dozen pounds after. <laughs> oh, let's not even go down that road. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Over yeah, yeah. The over drinking the over. Over, over. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Over yeah. Okay, so with Virgo, this does fall across your angles. Um, and so this is fourth, tenth. This can be, oh, you know, like, I suspect there's the odd Virgo that works at the, that is briefly going to be working still at the mill here in Powell River, because it's been shut down with no, uh, no guarantee that it'll ever start up again. So that, you know, there'll be some Virgo rising folks who are going, oh, my God, you know, my career is die, we've got to find a new career, I've got to find a new place to live, etc. So that one can be quite dramatic. And, um, you know, again, this has been an 18 month series. And so if you thought you had dodged the bullet, this last hit will tell you whether or not you did, you know, and, and just how big a move is in the works. Well, and Sag in the fourth, on the on the fourth angle might be, you know, contemplating moving to another country or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, having to do the big thing. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, not likely to be travel so much, but yeah. possibly moving to a foreign country or that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, with Libra, this is your ninth third, uh, not necessarily particularly difficult. Uh, education and travel would be nice. Um, but and you can do this now, whether you'd actually physically do it, but um, you know, the world is connected. Uh, and, um, you know, you could develop new skills um, at a very high level, because of course that Gemini is in the ninth, so you could take your skill level to the next level. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Sag in the, in the third, you can expand your network. Your network, you can also, <clears throat> you know, expand your mind. Yeah, um, learn another also, language. And also as a whole remote learning. Yes, know, yeah. Yeah, people in other countries, whether you can go there or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even if you could, whether you'd have the resources to, you can virtually. Yes, virtually, exactly. Uh, you yep. can connect with that, you know, other cultures, other languages. Yep. Okay, for Scorpio rising, uh, this is eighth second house. Um, and so the mechanics of indebtedness, inheritance, uh, the meaning of your resources, like um, what is important. Um, yeah, it's, that's it. that would be interesting. I have a few Scorpio rising friends with Sag in the second house. And they actually, um, both of them have had fairly easy times Um it goes up and down, though, in a true sort yeah. of Scorpio rising. But, you know, they always I, land I, on their feet. I was yeah. this sad emphasis, especially like the eclipse. Um, you know, it might be a tendency to kind of overspend. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so, that's you know, true. Again, just kind of keeping your your balance. And yeah, like, yeah, that would probably be important. Yes. 
Okay, if it if you actually are Sag rising, this would be my husband. Um, okay, relationship and a makeover. So he's redefining um, who he is vis-a-vis his creativity, right? And he's changing oh, yeah. gears, yeah. <laughs> and in terms of, of the partnership piece, it's more, it's almost in a way, it's more about his community, you know? So he's shifting away from the airplane community to the glass community Uh yeah 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 again communications and yeah who's in your neighborhood kind of thing yeah gemini yeah okay so capricorn sixth twelfth uh so the six is the gemini uh so nervous scenario like you you know like um, with Capricorn rising, you could easily just be way too madly off in too many directions. Um, and then with the Sag, you know, spiritual. Yeah, you need to add that in to calm it down a bit, probably. Yeah, six twelve. Okay, Aquarius, we have 5th, 11th, and... Um, children and play can there really be too much of that yes maybe (laughs) with gemini um okay the 11th house who are you aligned with so who can support you know who's your audience and who can support you and who might be your benefactors in uh yeah expanding that was the sad yeah yeah exactly exactly and last but not least, we have Pisces. Uh, this again is your fourth tenth. So fourth is Gemini. Check your wiring. No, no. <laughs> Sag on the tenth. Uh, time to put your message out there, right? If you're going to say it, say it loud and proud. Yeah, and, and uh, unfortunately for Pisces with Neptune. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> The square, squares from these uh, might. Yeah, that that we haven't mentioned that for those folks. So that that also applies to the Virgo and the Gemini and the Sag. That Neptune is playing in this tune yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's it's a piece that shouldn't be totally ignored. No, but, no, not at all. <laughs> again, you know you can you can use it as a more spiritual thing, as you know looking at your dreams and what they're telling you, or yeah, you know that kind of thing. So it's not you know it's not all bad with Neptune, but it's it's a tougher energy, I think. Well, to, yeah, not many people uh, are that um, capable of tuning in and playing at that level. Yeah, yeah, because it really is a it's kind of going to the transpersonal in a yes. sense it's yeah it's really going to the cosmic level in a, in a way of yeah uh, you know, all and the everything that is mm-hmm. that is you know, yeah. really we are one with everything but you can't live your day-to-day life that way well it's difficult i mean there are those that camp out on the mountain and sit in a pose for years on end but they're a pretty tiny segment of the population like teeny tiny yeah 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 i think it you want to you want to be mindful of neptune Um, yes you know am i using it or is it using me me. yes yes oh it's you know and and you know what is my truth yeah like yeah um beyond the 
Yeah, beyond the word truth. This is the yeah. heart truth. Yeah. The essence. It's the yeah. essence of because yeah. the essence is not tangible, right? Yeah. And it's and just, nor does it need um it doesn't need to be spoken, it just is. Yeah. And that's well, a hard that it's felt. It's what am I feeling? And I yeah. mean more in touch with your feelings is a good thing too, because a lot of us aren't. Yeah, you know? no, that's true. That's true. Comfortable with swimming in those waters. Yes, yes, a very excellent analogy. <laughs> and sensitivity, you know, just yeah. it can the sensitivity to the point where it's really like uncomfortable, you know, like yes, if you if you don't have good boundaries, on your outside instead, you're inside, you know. Yeah. It's like ah. yeah, yeah. Pisces energy requires good boundaries uh, yes. to be embodied. Yeah. Yeah, and, and with Neptune in there, that might be more difficult for the Pisceans to yeah. be doing right now. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Again, just being, you know, focusing within and breathing into your heart and all of those things yeah. where you're centering yourself. Yeah, um, exactly. Now, uh, from a world perspective, though, um, we are all going to jump for joy on New Year's Eve. Why is that? Because Jupiter, who has been very capable to keep us all from, you know, not just, you know, folding our tents and climbing into a cave and locking the door and never coming out again. Um, because Jupiter for the last two years has been traveling through Saturn signs. Um, and so it has provided a useful antidote to Saturn's restriction and confinement and all of that wonderful Saturn responsibility stuff. Um, and it's going to just breathe some fresh air into the world as it goes into Pisces. Yay! The other thing about New Year's Eve <laughs> is that Mars will be on the degree of this current eclipse, today's eclipse. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Which highlights Jupiter again. <laughs> yeah. It it does. It does. It's bringing up this energy big, big time right at the end of the year. Yeah, but I think for for the average Joe, can't can't we sort of just kind of grab that that oh the relief of not being held by Jupiter with a Saturn? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, but I think yeah, and, and <laughs> some hope would be good. <laughs> Mars is wanting to free things up too. Yes, Jupiter. yes, that is true. That it's is all, true. All one piece, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can't separate them out, although we will frantically try to do that. I know for sure. Well, <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't work, I know. Astrology. We have to <laughs> kind of have to separate things out to talk about them. But yes, we that's also true. We have to put them back to in. Back together again. Because yeah. it is, it is okay. <laughs> she is an Aquarian. She does have a, <laughs> a Saturn sense of responsibility. And I have Jupiter and Gemini, so of course I just want to run around and connect all the dots, which is something similar, actually, come to think of it. Yeah, yeah. So what's coming up? Um, I'm going to parcel out my forecast for 20, our forecast for 2022. Uh, we are going to do it by modalities. So in astrology, there are three modalities, cardinal, which is the initiatory style, fixed, which is we will now make something, produce something, we will do the long road to get it done, and mutable, which is things do change. 
And so we're going to parcel it out that way. So next week will be for the Aries, uh, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn. And then Christmas Day will be for the fixed signs. So that will be Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. And then New Year's Day will be for, is that right? Am I getting this right? I think so. Yep. Yeah. New Year's Day will be for the mutables, which is kind of fitting, seeing as Jupiter will have moved into Pisces. And like you were saying, Mars will be on the we'll eclipse point. Into a new year. We'll be moving into a new year and we'll be doing mutable signs, which is uh, your Gemini, Virgo, Sag and Pisces. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what's coming up, folks. And uh, in the meantime, I guess I think we've kind of wrapped up for today which Thank you've done it. <laughs> we did it again yay <laughs> thank you jill oh, thank you okay so um for you out there in radio land just a reminder you have been listening to astrology today on cjmp 90.1 fm powell rivers community a radio station bye jill see you next week Yep. All right.